And welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where I study being social by being social. Today's episode is brought to you by Classroom Observations. Why? Because they're straight up bullshit. Sorry, sorry if you're listening with a little kid around or something like that. And I just said that. But listen to me. Observations in the classroom? No. No, ma'am. No, ma'am, Pam. Okay, but okay, but like also, yes. Like, they need to know that we're doing a good job, but also, I have hot takes on this whole situation, so just tune in and listen. I also need you to know, I love when I reach out on social media and I ask you guys to send me your stories, your teaching fails, whatever it is. They always make me laugh. The submissions that you sent this week had me in literal tears On a flight back to Seattle, I was laughing so hard. It's just like you guys write these like your friggin' Nicholas Sparks, like the attention to detail, the way you just like make it into a full on story. I'm so here for it. And I cannot wait to get into the voicemails. But before we do, let's get into a couple housekeeping things, shall we? Listen, I'm going to be in Michigan this weekend and I absolutely cannot wait there. Some of the most important shows to me on the tour. Why? Because they're my coming home shows. I'm doing it for my people, my Michiganders, my Detroiters, and my Westsiders. I cannot wait to see you guys. We're going to be in Grand Rapids, Royal Oak, and Kalamazoo, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, coming out to the show. There are still a few tickets available. You can snag your tickets up at MrDTimes3.com. After that, We're going to do Tacoma, Washington. Yeah, that's right. I'm going back to where I live now. Doing it for my people. The Washingtonians. Cannot wait to see you guys at Tacoma Comedy Club. We're doing shows there all weekend. You can get your tickets for that at MrDTimes3.com. And then after that, it's San Diego, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, San Francisco, Edmonton, Irvine, San Jose, Tempe. And that's what we have for the rest of 2021. Okay, your boy needs a break. Your boy needs to, you know, sit down, relax, get a little bit of R&R, perhaps take a trip somewhere super remote where I can just lay on a beach for hours and drink a friggin' piña colada with, I don't know, a, a side of shrimp cocktail. Actually, scratch that. Make it oysters. Big oysters guy. You might not be. I totally am. Get your tickets for the show at MrDTimes3.com. But I got to tell you guys something. I'm being super safe about this. Is COVID freaking me out? I won't say that it's freaking me out because I still think that, you know, we have to live our lives, but we got to be a little bit safer about it. Since having COVID, my world changed. I hated having to cancel those shows. This tour and this show is one of the most important things in my life to me. And to have 18 shows ripped out from under my feet, just it rocked my world. And and I never want to feel that again. So I want to let you know that after September, there is no more uh, VIP option. All tickets will be general admission. There will be no VIP at all. So there will be no meet and greets. And we will not be doing podcast recordings after the show anymore. So... Patreon members, I know you get a free VIP upgrade, but don't you worry. We're coming up with a plan to give you guys a brand new Patreon perk. 
So there you go. Get your tickets for the show at MrDTimes3.com and support the podcast for only five bucks. Become a Patreon member at Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. And I've heard from a couple of you Patreon members say that, you know, Joe, I could only be a member for a month, but I wanted to support the podcast. Listen, doesn't matter. I love you and I appreciate that you are supporting the podcast. So thank you for becoming a member for no matter how long you become a member. I appreciate you. Thanks for being a Patreon member. All right. I got to get into these emails really quick. These blew my mind. I don't know. Should I start with the funny? No, I'm going to save the funniest one for the end. Okay. This one's absolutely, (laughs) absolutely fantastic. Here we go. My first observation by my student teaching supervisor while I was in college almost 30 years ago now. Okay. First of all, it's always the first year teachers without fail. I would say over half the time these emails start with a story from your first year teaching. It blows my mind. I was student teaching in fourth grade and prepped a short spelling lesson for my observation, which was before lunch. We had a student in our class who had previous behavior struggles, and there was a plan in place to give him three warnings and then call the office, and the principal would come and get him. Okay, muggles, muggles, muggles are non-teachers. Muggles, if you're listening, this is very common, okay? There's always a plan in place. There's always a plan in place for these kids with the high behavioral needs. Let me tell you what. It never goes according to the friggin' plan. It never goes according to the plan. Literally, they will tell me this, like, give him three strikes and then call. But then there becomes a problem. It's like, well, what do I do if the first strike is because they lit the hamster bedding on fire with a magnifying glass because it was too close to the sun rays coming out of the window? Do I do I give him two more strikes and then... Oh, I I have to because that's in the plan. Got it. Oh, because life always has to go by the plan. Oh, yeah. Yep. Totally understand. No, don't worry. I completely understand. My hands have been tied behind my back since I got this job. This is (laughs) this is nothing. Oh, what's that? Oh, the water's creeping closer. Yep. It's past my shoulders. Oh, oh, it's past my mouth. I can only breathe through my mouth. That's what it's like being a teacher. Muggles. Now, you know. I began my lesson and he sings. No one listened to her. She's not a teacher. <laughs> and I said, that's warning one. I start again and he stands up and sings. We don't have to listen to her. Everybody revolt. Oh, no. The other students don't respond. I give him a three second warning. I start again. He stands on top of his desk and shouts, mutiny! I say, that's the last warning. I'm calling the office. With that, he dives off his desk onto the floor, grabs my ankles, and I'm dragging him on the floor as I walk over to the phone. He is screaming, don't send me to the wolves! Don't send me to the wolves! I call the office with him around my ankles, yelling not to send him to the wolves. I stand there waiting for the principal to come. The students are silent, except for him, begging for me not to send him to the wolves. The principal walks in and tells him to get up. He gets up and leaves by saying, I'm melting, I'm melting. (laughs) The door closes and the class cheers because he's gone. The bell rings for lunch. Everybody gets up and leaves. My supervisor says, well, I got to see how you handle classroom management. Let's make another time so I can actually see you teach something. 
I've never been afraid of having an observation again. Oh my God. Okay, first of all, I do need to let you know that this is my biggest fear. Biggest fear. When I am out there at recess, it's typically just me and three other kindergarten classes, which depends on the school. They try to keep numbers down in kindergarten, but in some schools that means like 25, 26, 27. And if I'm out there with three classes of kindergartners and just me, that could be 75 kids. And as I sit there and look out into that sea of feral mammals, I can't help but think if they got some group think going on and could perform mathematical ratios, they would take my ass out in a second. I know for a fact that they would tie me to a tetherball pole, light a fire underneath me and roast me like a friggin' pig at a luau. It would happen. Guaranteed. So reading this from this teacher just put me in that place like, ooh, if the other kids actually were like, hey, he's got a point. That could have not been great. That could have not been great for you. Oh, God, that was fantastic. Thanks for writing in. Okay, before we get to the next one, let me share something else with you. This one just grinds my gears. Like, I can't even believe what some people have to go through. Teachers, like, oh, my God. Okay. Hi, Joe. Thanks for all the laughs and positivity in this chaos we call our profession. Accurate, girl. Accurate. My observation story isn't one that went horribly wrong, but it should not have even happened. I was observed and had a follow-up meeting with my administrator after I subbed for another teacher. Yep. You read that correctly. We are not provided subs when we miss a day. So the other teachers have to jump in and cover for us. I, unfortunately, was observed by my administrator as I taught somebody else's lesson and even sat through a follow-up meeting on how to teach that class better. After I popped my eyeballs back into my head, I gently reminded said administrator about my lack of degree in that subject area and kindly invited him to my actual class anytime he wanted. Holy hell. Wow. Wow. I think the word I'm looking for is speechless, but I will not say surprised. It is garbage. Okay, here's the other thing. I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually have my master's in educational administration, which is really not that big of a deal, honestly. But what blows my mind is I hear these stories and I have a lot of my own. Teacher observations are just so shittily structured that it's like, why is this even happening? If I had a dollar, For every time that I had an observation that only happened because it had to, not because I needed an observation, not because things were going wrong, just because that's the structure. That's how this goes. If I had a dollar for every time that happened, okay, I'd only have $5, but I should have $0 actually. Okay, why is it that first of all, let's just say this, Why are first-year teachers observed? They shouldn't be observed. They should be, like, guided for the whole year without, like, the cruelty of this having to do with some sort of score or testing. 
I mean, that's just my hot take. But first year teachers, if you're listening to this and trust me, this is just this is not me being cruel or unkind. This is me being real. You're going to suck at it. Like, God bless you. If you think that you don't, please continue to have that mindset. You want to make the world think that you're doing a badass job, but you suck at that job. And every single first year teacher does, including me, including every veteran teacher out there. There is no way to get good at this job without experience. Any veteran teacher will tell you that we look back at our very first class and all we can, I cringe when I think about me teaching my first year. I want to write my first year students and be like, I'm sorry for everything that you didn't learn because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like they told me, they're like, Joe, you have to teach social studies. I was like, here's the thing. The only thing that I know about social studies is that one time I met a drag queen named Nina Pinta Santa Maria. Like that's all that I know right? Why am I being quizzed? You should, you should just be judging how bad I am at this. That's the end of it. Oh, here's another hot take that I have. Why do we have to pay for our certifications? I'm paying to have a certification for a job that's not even going to allow me to pay off my student debt. Please explain where the sense in that is made because I'll never see it. Anyway, before I get too deep in the woods on that issue, let's read another one. I'm just going to go for the jugular on this one. Okay, you guys, when I read this one on the plane, I had to turn fully to the window and cover my mouth with both my hand and my hoodie so that I didn't make noise. I was convulsing while trying to hold my laughter and so the man next to me wouldn't think that I was both crying and having an epileptic seizure at the same time i'm pretty sure the plane wasn't even descending yet and my ears were popping from all the pressure that was going into my head to try to not make audible laughter this was so funny to me it's just oh god okay here it is hey joe Love the podcast. My principal was doing a drop-in observation which pause first of all pause unannounced observations why? Why don't you just do rounds? And when you see me, like that's an that's an unannounced observation. We don't need to schedule this. Please take your clipboard and go elsewhere. If you want to see an unannounced observation, you need to be prepared to see pure chaos at any moment because that is the truth in the American education system. The end. My principal was doing a drop-in observation and my kids were doing show and tell. It's kindergarten. It was the letter K day, and my student brought in a Hello Kitty hair clip. I got... (laughs) I can't even get through this. I got tongue-tied and tried to say, how cute, it's a Hello Kitty clip. But I accidentally said, how cute, it's a Hello Clitty clip. God, somebody shoot me. My principal and I couldn't stop laughing. She left the room crying. Oh my God. Hello, Clitty is. (laughs) That's everything. 
On another note, another time my vice principal was doing an evaluation and my classroom phone rang in the middle of it. Of course it did. It was another teacher who was at Starbucks and wanted to know if I wanted something. So I turned to my principal and said, hold on one second. Mr. Smith, do you want something from Starbucks? Luckily, he laughed it off. (laughs) That's amazing. I might add Hello Clitty into uh, my own vocabulary. Okay, this one actually just came in as I was recording. Here we go. It was my last formal observation for tenure. I had successfully taught my reading mini lesson, sent everybody off to literacy centers, and pulled my guided reading groups, which was saying a lot as fights and tearing the room apart are actually a common occurrence in my class. I had barely even got started and was gesturing with a very sharp pencil, and I stabbed one of my... Oh, and I stabbed one of my, oh my God, I stabbed one of my students' hands, breaking his skin. This, the transcript literally says, <laughs> okay, so I just stabbed you with a pencil. I'm so sorry. And now you have to go to the nurse. I still got my tenure. And my principal had a good laugh about it during the follow-up meeting. But who stabs a kid? Oh, my God. Okay, to the person who wrote this. I keep you all anonymous when you write these, by the way. But I have to tell the person who wrote this. Okay. I have never stabbed a student. I will not know what that type of violence in my classroom feels like. But I have never told you guys this. One year when I was... Okay, muggles. Again, muggles. Listen up. Kids often have weird foot fetishes, okay? Especially with their teacher's feet and their teacher's shoes specifically. I can't tell you how many times I've been like reading to the class at the carpet and all of a sudden I just feel like a little hand stroking my shoe or something. It is the the strangest thing when it happens. And I just like look at them and I'm like, could you maybe not touch my feet like could we make that a deal or you just look at them and you're like personal space personal space it's just weird i have talked to hundreds of teachers who will tell you that this happens i don't know why i also one time while at the carpet had a student lick the bottom of my shoe which that was a whole nother level of twisted anyway i did have this one kid who I will tell you, I had probably warned. <laughs> the mental image is coming back. I had probably warned him like five times throughout the school year. Like, don't touch my feet. Don't touch my feet when we're at the carpet. Don't touch my shoes. Especially if I decided to wear some sort of like open toe sandal or something. Don't touch my friggin' feet. Told him so many times. Okay. I had my leg crossed over my thigh, right, while I was reading. And I went to switch my legs to, like, cross the other leg. And when I moved my foot, I f***ing straight up knocked this kid in the jaw. I heard his bottom jaw smack into his upper teeth. His head went flying back like he had whiplash like it looked like he was in a roller coaster and the thing just took off this kid went back 
onto the ground, just slapped to the ground. He looked up at me. He looked like a cartoon character who just had an anvil dropped on his head. Like I could literally see the stars and little bird like flying around his head. He was like, and I would just looked at him and I <laughs> was like, I said to him, first of all, are you okay? And he was like, yes. And I was like, second of all, do you now see why I didn't want you so close to these size 12s? These are basically weapons, dude. What is going on? So, oh my God, I'm literally picturing that kid's face. He like did not know it hit him. But okay, in my defense, again, get the hell away from my feet. The end. Just get away from my feet. Oh, this one's great. Hi, Joe. I have a story for you from my student teaching experience, you guys. Again, it's the new teachers. This is great. I was a full-time student teaching kindergarten teacher in the winter of 2013. My college offered student teachers $100 to film an observation of a science lesson for the College of Research to see how their teacher preparation programs were actually preparing teachers to teach science. I was broke. I mean, I get it, girl. And immediately took them up on this offer, even though I had an extremely crazy class this year. The videographer came, and it was very clear to me that they were not a teacher or in the education program. She had no idea what she was getting herself into. The lesson that I was teaching were from the motion FOSS kit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Muggles, if you're listening, all you need to know is FOSS kits are so old that you probably did them when you were in elementary school. Oh, next sentence, which was super outdated at the time. The lesson had something to do with balls and building. I didn't know what it was, and it was so old that it literally had no materials in it. So I went to the dollar store and got my kids some light-up bouncy balls. I was an idiot. Yes, girl, you should have seen that one coming a mile away. During the lessons, things started off fine. When we got to the exploration part of the lesson, things took a turn for the worse. <laughs> I love how you're writing this. I set the kids up so that they would be rolling balls across the classroom carpet and the linoleum floor. The videographer had a side view so she could see my entire class in one shot. After passing the balls out and doing the whole you get what you get and you don't throw a fit thing, pure chaos ensued. I had not planned the aftermath off well. So when the balls rolled, students got up and ran after their ball or the ball that they decided they actually wanted. And they were screaming and arguments between even my sweetest kids. <laughs> Two girls got in a full on fist fight and I watched in horror as the videographer stood there and filmed the entire thing. One girl got on top of another and she was taking fistful of hair from the other girl's head. At this point, the para and I were able to separate the kids, but it was far too late. The lesson was ruined and there was absolutely no going back. The videographer left my classroom after this lesson was finished, finished without saying a word. A few weeks later, I got a $100 check in the mail. My mentor teacher and I always joked that it was $100 for my pride. No shit. I have nightmares thinking that a room full of people somewhere in the world 
watch this video for their teacher preparation review. And I imagine that they use it today as an example of what not to do while teaching science. Love your podcast. That is all. Oh, my God. This was, oh, also, this girl teaches somewhere around me. Girl, listen, if there's a kindergarten job coming up, holla at your boy. That is so alarmingly everything. It's so true. Like, here's the thing. But this is teaching. I've told you guys time and time again, rule number one in education is to expect the unexpected at all friggin' costs. If you think that your lesson is going to go perfect, it won't. If you think that it won't, it might. Okay? (laughs) That's just how it is. Oh my God, these made my day. I think I have time for just one more. Oh, this one's great. This one's great. It's quick. Hi. I had my fall evaluation and was so pumped for an awesome lesson with fairy tale STEM using Jack and the Beanstalk. My principal walks in, we start reading Jack and the Beanstalk, and as we near the end, I realized that I pulled the wrong version of the story. In this version, the giant was schnozzled, good word, schnozzled on wine, and Jack cuts off his head. <laughs> it's the best part. I teach kindergarten. My principal's eyes got huge and I died immediately after. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, that'll happen too. That You could be as prepared as you think you are. You could think you're the, the you got this in the bag and then boom, something like that's going to go down. Oh my God. These were, these were amazing. Hey guys, I wanted to take a few minutes to thank all the Patreon followers for supporting the podcast. That's how we keep the podcast going. You can become a Patreon member too for only five bucks. That's five bucks. That's a month's worth of content for less than a cup of coffee. Can you do it? If you can, head over to patreon.com slash Joe patreon.com slash Joe patreon.com slash Joe and find out all the cool perks, videos, behind the scenes, footage, and all that that you can get for both the Social Studies Podcast and Let's Watch TV. Want to give a shout out to my newest Patreon members, Anna P., Wendy Ulrich, Sarah Becker, Megan, just Megan, Petty Latin, Maureen Young, Janet Moore, Monica Skalski and Natalie Siciliano. Thank you guys so much for becoming Patreon fans. You too can become a Patreon fan at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. And I love each and every one of you. And to everybody listening, you all deserve a really good laugh. So make sure you get some laughter in this week. And if you can do it, why don't you come on down to one of my shows? You can catch me again this week and coming up in Michigan a week, Kalamazoo, Royal Oak, Grand Rapids, and then I'm going to be the next weekend in Tacoma, and then I'm going to be in San Francisco or San Diego. I don't remember which one because I'm coming to both. Anyway, check out the whole tour list at MrDTimes3.com. You can get your tickets there, too, while you're over there. I love you guys so much, and I'll see you next week. Bye.